This episode of the Castle Home Inspection Podcast is brought to you by Castle Home Inspection. Because it's our podcast, and it's our first episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first official episode of the Castle Home Inspection Podcast. Uh, this is actually our second attempt at starting our podcast. Uh, we had started recording some episodes earlier in the year, but our plans, uh, like a lot of people, got interrupted when everything got a little crazy with COVID. Uh, so here we are again, uh, hoping that the second time is the charm. Uh, my name is Michael. I am going to be hosting these podcasts. I've been with Castle for over five years now as a inspector and radon measurement tech, and then more recently now as the media and marketing guy. The owner of Castle, Dan Holzer, who I'm sure will be on this podcast as a guest multiple times, uh, came up with the idea of us doing a podcast. We're hoping to do a couple things here. I think mainly the goal is to try and provide an episode weekly or as often as we can uh, with valuable information for real estate agents, homeowners, people shopping for a home, other inspectors, other contractors, or anyone who might be able to benefit from the collective knowledge that we've accumulated over the years uh, working in the industry. We're going to have a few different types of episodes or segments, and I'm sure some surprises along the way. We're planning on doing an Ask Your Inspector segment, so if you have ever wanted to ask a home inspector anything, now is your chance. Feel free to send me a question via our Facebook page or via our website, castleinspectors.com. I'll be sure to leave links in the description for you. Uh, so we're hoping to get some good questions in and uh, talk about some of that stuff in future episodes. We actually got one submitted to us uh, early, so we are going to address that later on in the show today. Uh, we're also hoping to get some uh, interesting guests onto the podcast from time to time. Uh, everybody from real estate agents to real estate lawyers and finance experts, various types of home contractors, pretty much anyone who falls under the greater umbrella of real estate. And finally, one segment that I'm really looking forward to doing in the future is uh, something we're going to be calling the Castle Home Inspection Roundtable. The idea is to get the inspection crew together in a digital Zoom room and basically discuss all things home inspection. Um, I'm sure it's going to be hilarious because believe you me when I tell you, um, we have seen the craziest of crazy when it comes to uh, finding things in a house that we've inspected. So we're hoping to take all of this collective wisdom between all of us and uh, put it out to you guys, the listeners, uh, to uh, hopefully give you some good information and wisdom to make you better real estate agents when you're showing homes, better homeowners. Uh, and then when you're out looking for a home, shopping for a home, having good information to to be equipped to make a good informed decision. So definitely good things coming down the line. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using. And that way you can find out when we're going live with new episodes. All right, that's enough of the boring housekeeping items. Let's jump right into our first segment, tips from a home inspector. Fewer things strike more fear into the heart of a homeowner than walking down into their basement and finding that the lovely summer rainstorm outside is now inside their house. In Chicagoland, it's not uncommon for the day to start sunny and bright, only to be hammered by a few inches of rain as a day or even days go by. Here's a few tips to help you make sure all of that rain stays on the outside of your house and not in your basements or crawl spaces. First, take a quick lap around your house and look where your downspouts are terminating. If you don't have downspout extensions installed, there's a very strong possibility that all of the water that your gutter system is collecting is washing out right beside your foundation. 
that is a problem, okay? So if the water is flushing out right next to your foundation like that, the water has the potential to work its way down the foundation walls and possibly into your basement. Water travels the path of least resistance. So if it's going down a foundation wall and there's a crack in that foundation wall, the water will work its way through, uh, and then water is going to be where you don't want it to be, and that is inside of your house. So this is a very simple solution. Uh, go to the hardware store and buy downspout extensions. Um, they're not very expensive. They're pretty easy to install by yourself, uh, and it's a good idea to get at least uh, the ex extensions to go five feet away from your house. That's, uh, that's ideal if you can do that. Basically, anything is better than nothing when you consider that thousands of gallons of water might be accumulating right next to your house. Next, while you're taking that lap around your house to assess your downspouts, also pay attention to the grading of the soil and what direction uh, it slopes. If the grading has a negative slope back towards your house, that also could be problematic. If you do have a situation where your your lot or yard is pointing towards your house, you're going to want to regrade the soil around your home as much as needed to make sure that you have a positive grading away from your house. You can reach out to a contractor and they can usually help you figure that out. Um, there's a couple of things they can do with adding dirt or changing grading, um, sometimes even adding a swale to help divert water away from the home uh, after you've had the, the soil regraded. Last but not least, Let's talk about the sump pump. Uh, sump pump systems are a fantastic tool. Uh, it allows groundwater that is around your foundation to be diverted into a pit, which is equipped with a pump. When the water level in that pit reaches a certain point, it trips the float, uh, which engages that, that pump, right? So the pump then drains the water that's in the pit into a drainage uh, discharge and it pushes it away from your foundation, usually into the backyard or into a side swale or as far away from the home as you can, you can, you can get it. Uh, some pumps, while they are great, the problem with some pumps is that like most mechanical things, they require energy slash power, and in this case, electricity to work. Uh, so if the power goes out, your pump has no way to work. Right, So the way we fix that is with a battery backup system. A battery backup system will allow your pump to stay powered even if your house has no power. They're not very big, they're about the size of a car battery, but they are a vital part of this anti-water defense system to make sure that your pump works when you need it to the most. Battery backup systems are usually available at most hardware stores and can be ordered online. If you need help installing it, as always, reach out to a contractor for help. Our very first Ask Your Inspector question comes from Mary from St. Charles who writes, how come some of my outlets in my home have a test and reset button on them? I seem to find them in my bathrooms and kitchen, but not anywhere else in the house. Mary, uh, this is a great question, and I'm going to start off by saying that it is a really good thing that you have those in your kitchen and bathroom. Um, those are called GFI or GFCI, which stands for Ground Fault Circuit Interrupter or Ground Fault Interrupter. Um, those are outlets that are specifically designed to keep you safe and to keep you from being electrocuted. Um, Water and electricity, as I'm sure you know, do not play very well together, and kitchens and bathrooms are uh, areas of the home where a homeowner could be in a situation where they are 
uh, plugging something in with a wet hand or they're in the bathroom with high humidity. So what these outlets do is uh, they are, are made to turn themselves off if they detect uh, a dangerous current or something that uh, might cause electrocution. Now, normally when an outlet like that trips, the reset button that's on the actual outlet is all you have to press in order to get the outlet working again. Um, some homes have the GFCI protection installed in the electric panel itself. So if you have a situation where all of a sudden uh, the, the outlets in your kitchen or bathroom stop working and you don't see a test or reset button, find your electric panel in your home and check to see if there's a breaker uh, labeled for that part of the house that also has a reset on the actual breaker switch itself. Now, if you do have a situation where you go to reset a GFCI breaker and it continues to uh, trip immediately. You, you, know, you hit the reset button, click, pops again. You hit it again, click, pops again. Uh, something's going on. You need to get that checked out uh, by an electrician. Excellent question, Mary. Thank you so much for submitting that. And if anybody else wants to submit a question to ask the inspector, uh, send that over to us via Facebook or at our website, castleinspectors.com. All right, this concludes our very first episode. Uh, it was a short one, but hopefully it was a sweet one. And you got some good information you can take with you um, out there showing some houses or just being a responsible homeowner. If you need a home inspection, don't be shy. Reach out to us anytime, 24-7. You can book an inspection at castleinspectors.com.